hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfy with Remax Escarpment, the Golfy team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yes, good Saturday morning once again. Rob Golfy and Philip Golfy both in studio with us this morning. They are sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. We have a special guest in studio as well. We'll get to him in a second. Go online to robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Call them anytime at 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. They're all over social media. Rob Golfie Facebook page at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That email address once again is questions at robgolfie.com. A host of issues to get to today, including a Chinese company that has launched a website to market new Vancouver condos to millions of potential foreign buyers. We have a new poll showing millennials are behind a surge in home buying intentions and with real estate sales plummeting in Hamilton and the GTA is this a crash in the making in a couple of seconds we'll go through the March Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington statistics and compare them with what happened a year ago in the uh, insane period of real estate but we say hello to Jesse Mello Golfy team sales representative how are you good yourself not too bad. Uh, nice new, to have you on new board. to the studio new to the studio new new <laughs> yeah. to the team somewhat, yeah, right yeah. New to the team yeah a couple months now. How long? Couple months. Been? November. November was when I, wow. when I joined. Wow. Yeah. So how do you like it? Good. So far, so good. Yeah. yeah I'm really enjoying being part of a team. Excellent. What well, we're going to get to what it was like for you being an individual realtor as opposed to being on a team. But before we get to that, let's launch into the uh, March Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington statistics, and maybe we'll start with uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Yes. So numbers are down from last year and last year was an incredible year so everybody that uh sold last uh, spring cashed in big time so this year uh the average sale price in march was four hundred and eighty eight thousand seven hundred sixty six dollars and there was only uh 662 sales so we're down 35 percent in hamilton in number of units sold but we're down only seven percent in average sale price, which is not bad. So if you look, if you eliminate 2017, um, and you know, let's say it was a leap year. Uh, well, you know, they say a leap year in March. Where was it? February. When February. Was it? February. February. Yeah. If you eliminated 2017 completely, we're we're way up from 2016 for uh, Hamilton Wentworth, and w- which is which is not bad. I mean, like like and you know, people are saying, oh, is there a, a, a market crash? There is there is no market crash. It's just that we had a boom and then we went back to normal. That's all for mm-hmm. for Hamilton. Uh, the boom in March of last year, the the average uh, sale price was 525,000 and change compared to 48 uh, 488 uh, this past March, uh, and in previous years, 2016 in March, 400. Seven thousand in 2015, 367,000. So in comparison, that, that price looks a lot better than it does compared to last year. It, it does. It does. So I mean, it, 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 so we're still we're still a good market. It's just uh, there's less buyers out there right now, and there's less less homes for sale. Uh, people are going out there 
uh, when a house does go up for sale, uh, people aren't saying, like, let's say a house goes up for sale at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, a client of ours would say, I want to see it at 6 o'clock, and then uh, and they want to put an offer in at, at 8 o'clock. So now when a house does go up for sale, they say, hey, can you book us in to see that house this weekend? So they're not jumping in as fast. So it, and that aspect of it, you have to be careful when you – if you're pricing a house really good – um, and you're not getting as many showings right out the gate, like in the first two, three days, don't panic um, because the buyers are coming slower now. So, and I told my team this, be careful on negotiations. Do, do not uh, have the buying agent negotiate aggressively because because they're going to try to do that because they know they got no competition around them. Uh, just hang on because another offer and more showings will happen within within a week. So so we're very careful with that. So you have to be, you know, list the house if it's priced right. Uh, the first guy that comes in, and it, it'd be, it could be a guy uh, like one of us coming in on somebody else's listing. We're going to go in aggressively. We know the market better than anybody else does, and and we'll tell them, listen, you only, you're not. Do you have any other offers? No. But meanwhile, they probably will get other offers within three to four days. So you have to be careful on negotiating when uh, in in this market right now. So it, don't don't uh, uh, give too much away to uh, to the buyer when it comes to negotiations on the price. And, and again, in terms of sales in Hamilton uh, last month, so for the month a uh, month of March in 2018, 662 down 35 percent from the 1,013 uh, sales in 2017. But again, compare to previous years 2015 there were 766 2016 838 so really last year was a huge anomaly it was it was an incredible year so it uh, yeah there was yeah and, and and that's that's not not wasn't normal so again eliminate that year and then we're on track and yeah. and we'd be saying we're up we're up and instead of saying we're down let's uh, move over to burlington where things are um well still on the decline uh, yeah burlington you know what burlington uh peaked out uh, a long, a long time ago, and it, it just—it's gotten to a point where it's too expensive. So, and it, it's got to adjust itself. Now they're down in number of units, forty-seven percent. That's that's huge. Wow. I mean, they did two hundred thirty-nine sales in uh, in Burlington in the month of uh, the month of March. The, but if you go back five years, I mean, the lowest number was three hundred eighty-one in two thousand sixteen. They they've done as high as. 500 in 2015 and they're, but they're always over 400. So I don't know what's going on in Burlington. Um, number of units being sold. Uh, maybe there's a lot of development. People are buying more new homes versus buying resales. We don't know, but but they're down. They're really taking a hit on number of units uh, this past uh, th- this year. Is it a factor as well that um, home buyers are just looking at other places and seeing relatively the same prices, maybe, but uh, you know, better location, closer to the highway. You know, they're, those, they're, those they're, they're 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 going over the, the the millennials are probably going over the Skyway Bridge and saying, you know what. Let's take a look in Hamilton and yeah. let's see what we can find there. And and they're getting more house for less money, right? And and it's affordable. Yeah, they ha- they they have to put up with traffic, and so but but it's a stepping stone for them to buy a house and build some equity, and maybe they'll go into Burlington in years down the road. Hmm. Uh, in terms of sale price in Burlington, also down eleven percent, seven hundred thirty-seven thousand in uh, in March of twenty eighteen, compared to eight twenty-six in twenty seventeen. So an eleven percent decline. Eleven percent decline in in average sale. Yeah, that's uh, it's 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 a hit. It's 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 adjusting itself. The yeah. market's adjusting itself. Is that a more realistic number? Because in years past, at least in March, we've had you know anywhere from five hundred sixteen to six hundred twenty-six thousand. So yeah, I, I think. 
I think it's still I think it's still going to come down a bit in really? the, in Burlington. It's uh, seven hundred thirty seven thousand as average sale price. That's that's a pretty strong number. Mm-hmm. It's all like it isn't isn't Toronto almost? Uh, what, what are we in Toronto for average sale? I know G- GTA is just over seven hundred. I think it is right, like all GTA. So yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it's seven eighty four. Yeah, it's getting GTA. up there. So um, I think there's going to still be more adjustments on uh, in Burlington, but uh, we'll find out. That's the, more the luxury detached market that's pulling those numbers down. The the, the um, in Burlington, yeah, yeah, yeah in, in, in Burlington, even in Ancaster as well. But the the townhouse market is still strong, and right. and same with the condo market; those numbers still continue to increase. But that that's a result of the the uh, you know the million two plus. Yeah. So those homes down. are not being sold; they're sitting on the market and they're they're being reduced. Right. Uh, St. Catharines. Uh, some check marks here. Yeah, St. Catharines, again, a sleeper town. Um, it's a good place to invest money because you're going to start finding more and more people moving out that way uh, as um, as there's going to be better transportation uh, with the go going uh, to Toronto and stuff like that. So they're up 6% in, a, in average sale price from last year. And uh, and they're only down 23% in unit sales. And uh, so, so and, and, I, and the reason why I brought uh, St. Catharines is because I just wanted to show the difference. So, and and that's where the trend is going it, 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 towards Niagara. So a lot of so we're even seeing you know even Hamilton people are starting to you know f- look for a place in St. Catharines to uh, to move to because more affordable. Mm. And and then you know it, so so the trend is everybody's coming toward going. Um, I guess they call it west. Is it east? No, yes. east. It, east. No, it is west. But west. Yeah. No, it is east. Yeah. It is from east. here. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so everybody's going towards east. So. So St. Catharines, definitely you can get a lot more, but again, the commute depends where your commute is. Right. A lot of people can work out of their houses, and um, and they don't need to commute. They only have to commute maybe once or twice a week to go to work, and they work the rest of the week in their at their house. So a lot of those kind of type people that have those kind of jobs are, are going more towards Niagara. Yeah. Interesting that the, the 191 in March in uh, St. Catharines, uh, yes, it, it's down 23% from March of 2017, but it's still up from February, still up from... January and even higher than last January in February of 2017. So, I mean, that's a pretty strong number. I it think. is. It is. The, the, you know what? It's, it's doing well. And, and a lot of developers uh, from Hamilton are buying land in Niagara and, and they're building homes there. So they know, they know that that's the trend where everybody's mm-hmm. going. So for Burlington, you're anticipating the average sale price to decline. Are we expecting the opposite in St. Catharines? Is it going to continue to creep up, do you think? I, I think it'll creep up as time goes on. Uh, but but it, it's not going to go in leaps and bounds like right. it did last year. It's just it's going to be a nice moderate uh, increase. Um, it'll it, we're back to a normal market. You know, you put a house up for sale. Um, it's taken you know even thirty days is is pretty quick for a house to sell now right. in this market. Um, and um, but yeah, no, it uh, it's a little bit more balanced, and it gives the homeowner. Uh, the the home buyer uh, a chance to get the home inspection done, you know, and and deals are falling apart now. So uh, like when I say deals are falling apart, home inspections are done. Hey, we got problems in this house. We're not interested anymore. Right. So they go on to another house. Now, last year, a lot of those people couldn't do a home inspection because they had to compete against other ten other people, and they ended up buying them. And they found out problems when they moved in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, regarding the uh, average um, sale from March to March, uh, seventeen days on market last March compared to twenty six days last month, according to the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington. So, yeah, people have a lot more time to digest the offer or, or, or make some suggestions or get that home 
inspection. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's and it's make and and we're finding that uh, uh, some deals are falling apart because of the home inspections. Yeah. yeah. Um, Top line information from the Realtors Association of Hamilton, Burlington, March to March, so 2017 to 2018, uh, 13% decline in listings, and this is residential only, uh, 37% decline in sales, and average sale price uh, rising, uh, or pardon me, falling from 615 to 530, a decline of 13%, and again, that's Hamilton, Burlington, and uh, the surrounding area as well. Over in Toronto... Uh, Canada's largest real estate board says home sales in the GTA down almost 40%, 39.5% year over year from March to March. Um, 7,228 residential transactions during the month compared to a record 11,954 in March of 2017. New listings uh, also down 12.4%. Average uh, home price in the GTA 784000 in Toronto alone, 817 compared to 897 we'll Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into uh, Jesse Mello's experience from going as a, a solo realtor to a member of the Golfie team. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. In studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. 905-575-7700 is their phone number. Again, that's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Don't forget, subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Google Play and iTunes. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, send us an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We'll get to the question and uh, the answer from the Golfie team on a future program. Still to come, Chinese company launching a website to market new Vancouver condos to millions of potential foreign buyers. We have a new poll that's showing, uh, that shows millennials are behind a surge in home buying intentions. And with real estate sales plummeting in Hamilton and the GTA, is this a crash in the making? It kind of answered that in the first segment, but we'll go through it once again. Our special in-studio guest today is Jesse Mello, Golfie Team Sales Representative. We'll get to him in a matter of seconds. But Rob, you have some interesting stats to share. Yes. So I just wanted to find out what's uh, what's happening out there with realtors uh, on our real estate board. And it, I was surprised um, the amount of homes that agents are selling. So um, so I got these stats uh, from, from the board, and it shows that 40% of the realtors on our real estate board don't even sell a house. Wow. At all. Zero. Um, and like, then, is this over like a year? So this is based on last year's numbers. Okay. So so last now, year, 40% of the realtors... 40%, nobody even sold a home. Didn't do anything. And yeah. that's when transactions were at an all-time that, high. That's when it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So what's going to happen this year? <laughs> so, so, so 38% sold between one and six homes. Wow. So so we're already at, uh, was it? 78%. Uh, 78% that sold, let's just say sold six, six homes or less. Okay. So 12%... Uh, sold between seven and twelve homes. Okay, so now you're seven, up to ninety percent. Yeah, seven and twelve homes. You're not. You, I mean, you're, you're. You know, as an agent, I, I think you're not practicing enough 
as a realtor to right. to really keep the flow going and, and, and being be sharp. Mm-hmm. be sharp on your game. So 90% of the realtors in this city sell 12 homes or less. Pretty, Last year, when it was insane. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 90, actually, 90, yeah, it's, yeah 90%. Sure. 90% of the realtors sell oh, less than 12 can. homes, yeah. Wow. So if you have one guy that's not that sharp, that is... Uh, He's striking a, out a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it, but it's amazing how the numbers are. And so, and then, and then once you start getting up to anybody that sells between 13 and 24 homes, that's 7%. 25 to 40 homes, that's 2%. And then and then basically anyone that sells between 40, 41 plus homes. You're in the top 1%. You're in the top 1%. Top 1%. Yeah. And you guys are number one selling 565 last year. Actually, no. 635. Six <laughs> short selling you. Rick, don't make that mistake <laughs> again. Short selling. So 635. You're killing me here. You're killing me. <laughs> but, you, but you guys are number one. And in comparison, I mean, 90%, uh, you know, people shouldn't even be looking at because they're not going to be working for that client. No. Well, well people won't know that 90%. Right. That's, well, that's people dealing no with, idea. you know, friends and family for the yeah. most part, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the no commissions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we're up. We're actually, as you see, as we're talking about the numbers this year uh, or this month, um, you know, the board's down. You know, thirty, forty, fifty percent. Right. Um, we're up five percent this year so far. So we're like our systems that we have in place that uh, that we're selling our clients' homes. They're they're working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but, good. Uh, but yeah, like to, to say we're up five percent. I mean, we love to be up ten, twenty percent. But when when every, everybody else is down thirty five to forty percent, I think you know uh, I, I feel that we're doing pretty good yeah. so far this year. And how many realtors are here in the city? Roughly, there's, there's between Hamilton, Burlington. There's uh, three thousand uh, realtors. Three thousand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so a, lot a of realtors. huge chunk are not. Yeah. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. Eighty percent of them are really uh, probably str- struggling. Right. Yeah. Or, or yeah. fringe people who have you know it's their part time job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's uh, introduce uh, the audience to uh, Jesse Mello, Golfie Team Sales Representative, uh, who was uh, a solo realtor and now a member of the Golfie Team. Uh, maybe we'll begin with uh, being a solo realtor. How long did you do it for? How did you get started? Why did you get started? So I always wanted to get into real estate. Uh, that's basically the reason why I graduated from McMaster University. I was considering going the law route, and uh, I always had it in me to uh, you know, give real estate a shot. So so I got into the business about you know two years ago. Uh, I was solo about uh, about a year, um, and yeah, it, it's it's exactly what Rob just said. You know, you don't do as much volume of business when you are on your own because you find yourself doing more than just you know showing houses and writing up contracts. You're doing a lot of marketing, prospecting, and you know you just don't do that volume. And uh, when you do that, he's absolutely right. You you, you don't you're not as sharp. You have to do it every single day. It's mm-hmm. not something that you can do just part time. Um, it's something you have to be talking to people every single day, come across different situations in in, in real estate to to be able to learn from them. And uh, that's been one of my you know major uh, changes for me coming to a team is you know doing that volume of business and practicing and getting better right. day by day. So you mentioned you were doing law at uh, at Max. So what what drew you to real estate? What was the draw there? Well, I come from a family of you know a lot of people in the construction industry. In, in the industry, my dad uh, was an architect, um, so I kind of grew up around job sites and uh, you know designing buildings and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, so, uh, there was always a, a, like a, a passion there for me to, you know, get into the business, but I, you know, I thought I'd give, you know, university a try. I kind of liked the law, 
side of things, and I was I was going towards that. But uh, before I committed to you know uh, going and, and doing the law route, going to law school, I figured you know what I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot, and, right. and, and I enjoy it. I, I mean, working in real estate now, I, it doesn't feel like work to me. Right, it doesn't feel like work. You yeah. probably had enough of torts and, and the like too. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? I still <laughs> I still get to use my you know a little bit of that law background in real estate, right? Because it's it's very relevant. Sure. So so it's it's been that education has been very relevant to you know, what I'm doing now. So, mm-hmm. so it's been very beneficial. Yeah. Well, was there any, um, I'm not sure if apprehension is the word, but was there any uh, anxiety, nervousness in joining a team in, in wondering what it's like and, and how you fit in? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I kind of went in not knowing what to expect. I talked to some, uh, I was introduced by a team member. Okay. Um, so I picked her brain for a while and, and kind of, you know, try to get a feel for, you know, what it's going to be like. Cause I, I had actually no clue. I haven't really researched it. So, um, um, yeah, so so it, it was a little bit tough making the transition, but uh, I like it. You know, it, it, there's real estate has a significant social element to it. So mm-hmm. being around people, being able to ask them questions, uh, I'm sure like there's some people in the office who are pretty sick of me, you know, asking them <laughs> questions at this point. <laughs> who but, is this guy? But but you know what? That, who hired that's, him? That's how you learn, right? And right. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying that that aspect for well, sure. Was was there any pressure in joining the number one? Remax team in terms of transactions in Canada. Like, was there? Uh, oh my gosh, I'm, jo- I'm joining the Rob Golfie team. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was a little bit. Yeah, like to, to be honest with you, I, I really didn't know the uh, the extent of 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 their numbers at, at the time. Right, so right. so I, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. But I remember the second I walked through uh, the door at that at our, at our office on One Markland, mm-hmm. I. I I was like, wow, okay, this is this is the big time. This is the big leagues. Yeah, there's an intense training. It's like it's like joining the Navy SEALs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, we put him through uh, excruciating uh, uh, things yeah. to make sure he can he can he can handle uh, what we can throw at him. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. really, I mean, what is that like? What what is that training process like? Other than learning, you know, software and systems, uh, you know, you, you're obviously going through technique yeah. and strategies and all that stuff yeah, too. Right? Yeah, um, it, it's pretty tough. Uh, the training that we went through is, you know. Um, it's a lot of work, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, you definitely have to leave your comfort zone. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people like, don't like to talk to people or are really shy. They like to just do everything through text, but this was very, you know, learning how to talk, like learning how to sit in front of someone and, 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 and speak to them and what to say and, and how to carry yourself mm-hmm. and how to be confident and how to, you know, deal with all these different situations. So that was, that was a tough, that was a steep learning curve for yeah. sure. Yeah. We, we will sometimes train him. We'll, we'll have a, we'll throw a, a crying uh, person in front of him and see how he can handle that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that Phil? Yeah. Is he the... <laughs> Phil, Phil's the cry. <laughs> was there a moment where you kind of felt, uh, you know, I, I didn't know this or, wow, this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, learning oh, yeah. this aspect of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, there was a lot of kind of, you know, light bulb type moments for me about yeah. joining the team. So it just, it's just learning how to say things in a different verbiage to make it right. come out and sound better, right? And, and in different ways in explaining something to a client mm-hmm. um, so that there's not that confusion aspect of, of the real estate transaction. Um, and it's going through every single step that's a part of the real estate transaction to, to make sure that, you know, the client has a great experience overall and making yeah. sure you're covering all the points. And, um, you know, the main thing is is how you present yourself and your mannerisms and what you do. Right. And a lot of people do great things and, and they, they have great things, but if nobody knows about them, mm-hmm. how, you know, they're not great. Right. right exactly. So it's being able to present, you know, um, whether it's ourselves or the company or the team 
in a manner that that looks most attractive to to our clients and that in the end helps us be very successful mm-hmm. throughout the transaction and you guys can both speak to this but being part of a team it's not just you know a bunch of realtors in a building you have so many different tentacles to the team right yeah in terms of marketing jesse, and jesse can stuff. attest to us that like I didn't have the opportunity. I, I jumped into a team right away. I, 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 I've always been in a team environment. And sometimes I wish, you know, maybe I tried it on my own first, right? right? But um, but there's there's definitely, a, um, you know, layers of support systems in place that allow us to focus on our job and focus on our clients where we're not necessarily dealing with, you know, the, the paperwork aspect behind the scenes mm-hmm. or the marketing aspect or or even, you know, putting our own signs on the lawn. Like we... we we um we outsource a, a, a lot of our stuff that allows us to be able to to pay attention to our clients 100% of the time and and give them the uh give them the full experience and and you know you talk about the number of realtors like like Jesse and I we've done probably more deals than than the average amount of realtors done in in 10 years hmm. right so we've gained that 10 year experience in in less than a year or right. two years and and yeah. it allows us to be I, super I was successful say that you know i've definitely come into the team i always think this to myself um I put my career on fast track for sure. If I was going at the rate I was going when I was individual, like an individual agent, I mean, where I'm at now, it would have taken you know ten years. That, right. I, the the volume of like I said, the volume of business that I've been doing and the amount of people I'm talking to every single day has just been so important to you know. There's the training element, and then there's the real world right. kind of you know actually doing the real estate business. So. So yeah, that, that that's been that's been a significant factor for sure. So as an individual, how many homes would you sell during a year? Would it be in that four to six kind of range? My first year in real estate, I did uh, I think it was like four four transactions and one one uh, r- uh, rental deal. Okay, um, which is fairly good for yeah, a first really year for, for a first year yeah. uh, individual agent. Um, but that being said, I mean I've I've already done that this you know in the first two three months that right. I've been here on the team. So I mean. That's you know ten you know ten yeah, times like more than what you know it's night and day yeah. right so so yeah that that's uh, it's been a significant difference yeah question for Rob you started as an individual realtor correct I, I mean yes. you, you didn't start as a team that's right I started as an individual realtor there was there was probably um, when I started there might have been maybe one or two teams um, on, on, at the time when I started uh, it was about nineteen years ago mm-hmm. and um, but I I adapted uh, my business background in. Um, in starting with the um, with, with with my real estate career, and I started I started spending money on uh, advertising, which I, I when I first came to the office that I started in, I didn't start with Remax in the first year. I was in a different office in the first year, and nobody in that office was advertising in certain publications, and they saw that I, I started marketing in those publications, and all of a sudden the rest of the office started picking up on mm-hmm. it because I, I my sales. Uh, were climbing fast as a new agent coming into the business. And so they started adapting what I was doing. And then all of a sudden, the magazine loved it because, you know, they, they, it got brought them more sales. Sure. But, yeah, it was – it was. I have to say the back then starting is probably easier uh, for an individual agent than it is today. Now – um, is that because there are more teams? There's more rules and regulations uh, right. uh, of you know co- like you know private do not call lists and you know now right. they've got you know do do not knock on doors. It it just it's it's becoming more difficult. Yeah. And but even for my generation, um, you know, thank God I've got uh, you know Philip and, and my other boys. Um, they're they're millennials and and millennials are more into the social media aspect. So we've and we we have somebody on our team. That works uh, works for us. That ha- helps us with the social media aspect mm-hmm. of it. But for one individual agent to do 
even a quarter or even a tenth of what we do, they couldn't manage it. Right. They, they, there's no way they could manage it. So we have we have everything taken care of, and 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 we're so systemized and uh, in our in our business, and uh, and it makes things easier. We got systems in place that makes it easier for even when we put a house up for sale. Um, the uh, the homeowner is extremely happy. We just got a phone call. They were super impressed. Philip sold sold this house, and they couldn't believe the phone calls, the feedback that we're giving them, and the updates on you know uh, of everything that's going on with their listing. So we've got uh, systems in place that really help our clients uh, have a better, smooth, comfortable uh, uh, experience when they're selling mm-hmm. their house. When did you uh, get the idea to start the team concept? Was it just looking at other teams and seeing that they were successful and thinking, hey, I can do the same thing? Yeah, it was just more multiplying. It, it was just more you know, offering. I, I found that teams, they, they were able to offer more service and, um, you know, like, because the more people that you have working with you, the better the service you can give to your clients. Right. Uh, because you, you, you've got more people to help you with that. Um, and uh, obviously, you, you know, it's more sales um, with, with a team. But uh, but it was definitely, uh, you were able to manage your uh, clients a lot better. Hmm. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. It's almost like going to get your oil changed. You can get your oil changed or you can get your oil changed and, you know, get the, the rad flushed and all the other things you have to do with your vehicle. This is one-stop shopping and you get the whole... Exactly. Yeah, you go get your oil changed. You got one guy working on this and this. Right. Like everybody's, you got three guys working on your car at, at the same time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, real estate sales plummeting in Hamilton and the GTA. But is this a sign of a market crash? A new poll showing millennials are behind a surge in home buying intentions, and they have a little bit of help from their family as well. And uh, we'll also dive into uh, this story. A Chinese company has launched a website to market new Vancouver condos to millions of potential foreign buyers. Have a question for the Golfie team? You can email questions at robgolfie.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. robgolfie.com is the website, and they're all over social media, at robgolfie on Instagram and Twitter, and like them on Facebook. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast, or Real Estate Show, blank, on 900 <laughs> CHML. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi in studio with me, Rick Zamprin. Uh, them are uh, two sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. Like them on Facebook as well. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. We'll talk about a Chinese company that has launched launched a website to market new Vancouver condos to millions of potential foreign buyers. A new poll showing millennials are behind a surge in home buying intentions. Uh, But a story out of, I think it was McLean, saying that uh, with real estate sales plummeting in Hamilton and the GTA, uh, maybe this is a sign of a market crash. Yes, no, maybe so? A lot of of people... uh Bring this up. It's a flashy headline. Mm-hmm. As soon as you see the crash in the headline, it, it immediately clickbait. captures. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's yeah, it's it's the clickbait. So last year we set global records for our real estate market. We yeah. received global global attention. You know, Canada being one of the hottest real estate markets in the entire world last year. So there's only room for regression, right? Mm-hmm. And if you just look at the at the at the percentage drop, 
you know, you, you see these big percentages, you know, 40% drop and, you know, average sale prices. It's still strong. There's a slight decline, but there is only room for regression. This is what we could expect, right? And then once you bring on that the foreign buyer's tax, you bring on the stress test, you bring on the hike in interest rate mm-hmm. and, and the cold weather as well, like like it was going to happen. You know, this is kind of something that we prepared for. This is something that we, we were expecting. Um, even, you know, coming into the first quarter of this year, you know, in our two meetings, we we expected it wasn't going to be as strong as last year. It just couldn't be. Statistically, it could not be as strong. Yeah. So um, I know the headlights come out and, and they say, you know, we're getting into a crash. And, and it's a it's a buzzword that's very popular in the indus- industry. And you see it with the stock market all the time. Every other day it's crashing, yeah, right? It's, yeah. you know, is it in... in and it's not right. It's we've come back to a, a reality. We've come back to a balanced market. Um, we've come back to where the real estate market should be. You know, our, our average days on market should be thirty to forty days. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. shouldn't be you know four four to six days yeah. or seventeen days as Ridiculous. it was in March last year. Funny you so, mention that because you know a year ago, Rob, you'll remember this. It was just before Easter, and I think Easter last year was about April eleventh or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and you and you said that you know the the slowdown's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we noticed that um, there was a uh, a change happening in the market even before the wind government was making their announcement yeah. about the foreign tax. Uh, they were going to add the foreign tax. So, so if if the government stays out of it, the economy will adjust itself. But they were getting worried that you know prices were just continuing, continuing going up. Right. But they they were starting they were starting to change uh, even uh, before they were making that announcement. So if there was no foreign buyer tax that came in, if we didn't have the stress test and interest rates. You know, maybe even rose just a little bit. Would we still see these kind of crazy numbers? I think so. Really, I, I, I really do. I, th- I, I honestly think that the foreign buyers tax does not have an effect on on our real estate market. Right. They, they represent such a small portion of buyers on our market, like less than a half a point, yeah. like so, so small, so negligible. Yeah, it's, 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 it doesn't even affect our market. The hike in re- interest rate is is probably the scariest one. Um, if if interest rates go up another two, one to two percent, I think that's when you'll see the biggest effect on our market. But I don't think it will happen because the, the the economy can't support that interest rate. Hike. Yeah, it, it it can't. Like you you you're going to put a lot of people underwater if they continue to to, to hike these interest right. rates. I think the government knows that, and and I I I strongly believe that they won't go there. Um, but you know, just the thought of it might might scare a little bit, uh, scare some people. Mm-hmm. But um, I I I strongly think that the uh, the the household debt. You know, the average Canadian carries about twenty two thousand dollars in debt. Outside of their mortgage. Outside of the mortgage, yeah. That's an unbelievable statistic, yeah. right? And that's that's bad debt. That's you know that's yeah, car credit debt, cards, credit cards, yeah. vacations, you know, uh, loans, right? For for whatever, but and and that you know if if you if you continue to hike interest rates on those, mm-hmm. like it's it's going to be a tough situation for yeah. for most Canadians. You might not have the answer to this, but uh, you know NAFTA negotiations are going on. We could have you know jobs impacted on both sides of the border. Does that have an impact on on real estate as well? Do you think? I think to a certain extent. Um, I think real estate, you know, pushes our economy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think real estate surrounds our economy. It has the largest ripple effect in it. Um, but if it does, you know, unemployment at an all-time low, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if, if that number starts to go up, I think you, you will see effect on, on, on real estate. We saw it out uh, west with the, with the oil sands and, right. and, the, and, you know, what it did to their markets out there. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, Cal- that, Calgary's yeah. been stagnant for a few years now. Exactly. You see the pipeline negotiations, negotiations going on. So yeah. that, but that, that's a market that strongly depends on on that single resource. Mm-hmm. Where you know we're in you know southern Ontario, we have a variety of different industry, yeah. which is good. Um, 
but it, it should be interesting. <laughs> you never know, right? Yes. You got you got Trump down there over the border, always kind of you know saying what he wants, tweeting. And, and NAFTA, <laughs> you know, NAFTA is important to our, our economy, sure. but um, I don't think it's going anywhere. I I think I think we are benefiting from NAFTA probably more than anybody else. I think yeah. it was a you know the U.S. has a reason to want to re- renegotiate that, right. yeah. But uh, on their behalf, but I think uh, we're in a good position with NAFTA where yeah. it sits right now. I, I think personally, uh, the U.S. has to sort things out with Mexico as opposed to with Canada, because I think you know it, yeah. it works both ways very well between our two nations. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about a new poll showing millennials are behind a surge in home buying intentions, and we'll talk about a Chinese company launching a website to market new Vancouver condos to millions of potential foreign buyers. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. house is a very, very, very fine house With two cats in the yard Life used to be so hard Now everything is easy because of you Let's go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Our special in-studio guest today, Jesse Mello, Golfie team sales representatives. You can get a hold of them online at robgolfie.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700 at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. You can like the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google play past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. Still to come, a Chinese company has launched a website to market new Vancouver condos to millions of potential foreign buyers, but we'll kick off uh, this segment by talking about a new poll that shows millennials are behind a surge in home buying intentions with a little help from their family. Who wants to tackle this? (laughs) <laughs> Take it, Jess. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, so a good good portion of the business that I've been doing is is with first time buyers, and they're typically millennials. Yeah. Um, and uh, Hamilton's a great place for that. Hamilton is you know one of those communities that are catering to that kind of buyer, right? Uh, we kind of already briefly touched on this um, with talking about like the Burlington thing. Um, you know, people are getting priced out of those kind of markets. Right. They're coming to Hamilton and they're finding that lifestyle that they that they want, and you know. They're doing their research. They're seeing the benefits of home ownership, and the possibilities are here in Hamilton, St. Catharines, London, those kind of places. So, um, another interesting thing about you know the millennial demographic too is rent has gone up with housing prices as well. Right. Right. Uh, and I always, when I sit down with my you know uh, first-time buyers who are currently renting, I ask them, I go, you know, what what is your what does your rent look like compared to what a mortgage? payment looks mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes you'll find that, you know, they're very similar. There is not much more, but on one hand, you're paying your landlord's income, yeah, on income, and on the other hand, you know, you're building equity in your home. And uh and that's that's kind of, you know, it's pretty clear cut. It's it's clear cut for millennials to, you know, to to make that leap towards home ownership mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, just forking out money every single month yeah. that goes to nothing. And, so. and and there's a valuable piece to being a homeowner. I mean, you're the king of your castle or the queen of your castle and and yeah. it's your home. It's your it's your uh I you know, part of your identity and, and who you are and where you live, but yeah. there are some amazing pockets in this city whether it's north end or downtown or east end or even on the mountain that millennials can jump into. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So so and and you know what, like a lot of people don't take the time to just, you know, sit down with some, like a lender and figure out what, you know, 
what they can possibly afford. And the good thing in Hamilton, we have a lot of neighborhoods that cater to different price ranges. Right. I mean, we have, you know, every section of the city is different. Um, so even if you're qualified for a certain amount, you don't have to go to the top end right. of your budget. Yeah. Yeah. You can find something that's The bank affordable. wants you to. Yeah. <laughs> the bank wants you to go to yeah, the top exactly. of your budget, but you don't necessarily have to. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, like, you know, the benefits, if, if you could, you know, save a little, you, sometimes you could even save save some money uh, compared to what you'd be paying in rent. And, right. you know, that's money that you could, you know, use for yourself, put it back into your home, uh, you know, pay down the mortgage quicker, maybe even invest it, right? Yeah. You know, go put your money in a tax-free savings account and, and you know, start growing that. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, yeah, millennials are kind of, they're doing their research, right? We're, 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 we're the research generation. We, 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 we go online, we, we look things up, and, and people are figuring that out, mm-hmm. right? The benefits of home ownership. So. What, I, what I found is a lot of the time when, when we have this conversation with a first-time home buyer, the main problem is saving for the down payment, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's saving enough dollars to, to put that money down. And, and we see more often than not is a lot of people go to the, the bank account of the mom and mom dad. And, dad. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think there was an interesting stat that came out that like it was like 70% of first-time homebuyers got help from, from a gift from whether it was their grandparents or, or their parents. And, and it just shows you that the, the jobs in this area or the jobs in any area do not support the housing prices as they go up. And, and as we, you know, as the millennials start to graduate university and begin their careers, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really hard to be able to live somewhere, pay a, you know, an expensive rent and then continue to save for their down payment, yeah. it's, you know, while paying off their student debt and yeah, living a rock star yeah. lifestyle and having a car payment. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. hard to do. And, and I think, I think, you know, I've talked to a lot of people and a lot of people, you, you see these interesting articles that they just accept that they'll never own a home. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of scary to think, but I think there's a lot of pride and joy that goes into home ownership. Sure. And it's, it's, um, you know, it's it's the first time buyers and working with them is always the most exciting. Like yeah, it's always yeah, it you know when you know when they 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 get an offer accepted, it's always right. that pride and yeah, joy and yeah. the excitement behind the deal. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, we got less than a couple of minutes just to talk about uh, this story. Uh, Juai dot com. It describes itself as the number one Chinese international property portal. As joined with a uh, Chinese online realtor, JD dot com. It's a competitor to Amazon to market real estate in Canada, the U.S., the U.K., and Australia to its customer base and. And basically uh, urging uh, potential condo buyers to look at Vancouver as, uh, you know, an option. And, and, and in some cases, these individuals are not buying a condo. It yeah. could be a few condos. Yeah. And this is all going on with the, the, the foreign buyers tax, too. Yeah, it's um, it's an amazing marketing strategy. Yeah. Um, you know, your, your, your target market is, is Chinese investors. Um, they're more likely going to be new condos. You're going you're gonna to talk about, you know, the cap rates and the rents, the rentability that you can get. But this, this isn't new to Vancouver. It's not new to Canada where you, um, where you, you, you target a Chinese market mm-hmm. to, to sell real estate. There's actually big trade shows in China that happen and they actually auction off you know, Canadian houses, right? Really? And, and, yeah, it happens all the time. So um, to see this come out, it's, I think it's, um, you know, it's a marketing ploy to let them know about right. the website, but it's, it's something that exists already, something that's v- widely popular, especially among the Chinese market. Um, and it, and it, it happens a lot. Wow. Guys, we got to run. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Jesse, it was nice meeting you. Good luck with the golfy team. Thank you. We got to get this guy back in here. Yes, definitely. Sure, yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at nine on 900 CHML.